Mommy needs a minute. Welcome to the Mommy Needs a Minute podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, mom to four-year-old Stone and the founder of Hands Down, the one-stop shopping app for parents. As always, let's start by grounding ourselves this morning. I know I was woken up at 5 a.m. by a screaming toddler who only wanted me and then proceeded to kick me in the face for an hour while I tried to keep sleeping. (laughs) So I would love to start this morning with just a nice, deep, grounding breath together. Okay, that helped a little bit, but I'm still kind of pissed off about the 5 a.m. wake up. (laughs) So our guest today is a Shiro of mine, and I'm so lucky to have met her during a startup accelerator program we both did this past year called Techstars, and we connected literally the second we got there and have been great friends since. Emily Sylvester is an experienced dietitian, board-certified lactation consultant with a history working both in hospitals and within her community. She's a skilled pediatric nutrition counselor with a special focus in areas of lactation and infant and toddler feeding, and her life's passion and devotion are to help improve family success in breastfeeding and in helping kids grow to love eating, which, as we all know, is such a big part of our lives as moms. Emily founded a company called Mother of Fact, and it's a virtual care platform that connects maternal care providers to registered dietitians like herself so that the most vulnerable birthing people and babies have access to on-demand nutrition care. She's also a mom of three, which just blows my mind. So Emily, welcome to the show. I am so, so excited to be here. One, to get to see you, and two, to get out of my house. (laughs) I, when I speak with moms like you, like, I have one child, and, like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm I'm not done. I'm just, I'm tired, and how do you do it? Like, how do you handle three children and all of what you do? Uh, Ringling Brothers comes to mind. It's just a constant circus. Um, Knowing that I can have one pen, maybe the elephant pen under control, but then the zebras (laughs) and the parakeets are just flying all over the place all the time. Um, Really lowering my expectations, looking at priorities each day and just letting stuff go. Like, I don't think my kids have had a bath since like Sunday night. (laughs) What day is it right now? Wednesday? I mean, pool counts, right? Yeah. So stuff like that. (laughs) Can you share with us a little bit about the inspiration um, behind starting Mother of Fact and how your business is impacting the lives of vulnerable moms and their babies? Yeah, yeah, thank you. So as you said, I'm a dietitian and board-certified lactation consultant, and I worked in um, Boston for many years working with families um, who didn't have access to a lot of health care 
that they should have. And in seeing these families, I recognized the value of the services we were providing. So just to paint a picture, like I would go see somebody at their house after they had a baby. I would be there with them when they got discharged. I would go to their daycare to work on feeding stuff. Plus, I would see them with their clinical team to wrap around that information. It worked really well. Mothers and families felt super empowered. I couldn't scale it. It's super expensive and takes a lot of time. So you were providing all of this kind of exceptional, like additional support to mothers that you identified as those needing some additional care and going out of your way to kind of follow them throughout their journey and and continue to support them. Yeah. So recognizing how, you know, we know that everybody eats, right? We know that as a mom, We all want our children to grow and thrive, but there's so many factors that go into that and it can be completely overwhelming. So I know as a dietitian and a healthcare provider, in order to make changes, looking at small changes to paint the big picture, it's high touch care. And I think those of us, you know, out there listening who have had a kid with a food allergy or developed gestational diabetes during pregnancy, it's a big life change that has a lot of little factors that... I was working with families where I could be what we call like the best feeding friend that I built out where they could text me, they could ask questions, I would show up and just be that support, big questions or little questions, because I think that's what we need to to really move the needle with health. It's so interesting because we've done so much consumer discovery work around moms and where they get information and and who they trust and how they, I mean, for us, you know, how they figure out what to buy when they need something. And what we've identified is kind of the three core areas are, you know, they really trust their mom friends and their community. And when they need something, they go to their friends, they go to the experts. So their pediatrician or a clinician, and they go to curated content online. But when you think about something as intimate and important and base level need as feeding and nutrition, there's really no one for you to call. You know, you get gestational diabetes. You can't call your mom or your sister or your friend to treat you. You go to a doctor and then you're in this kind of put into this like, you know, clinical environment and practice. But it is such an intimate need. So how does Mother of Fact now work with these moms who have these needs? Yeah, so um, Mother of Fact is an app, basically a digital health platform, um, where when a concern comes up, we work with clinical teams so that families can be sent to us, moms or babies can be sent to us right when those first concerns arise. Typically, the user journey when this happens now is you wait for a referral, you rely on a healthcare practitioner who gets two hours of nutrition education, or you're sent out into the metaverse to figure out where to get help right now. And so Mother Effect is meant to be, okay, these questions are coming up. There's a the huge opportunity to prevent poor outcomes, improve confidence. Moms get onto our app and immediately they set up a telehealth with one of my dietitians. They can text with that provider and we enter them into our empowering nutrition educational. I hate the word protocol, right? We use that in <laughs> business, but um, journeys, right? Where say if it's gestational diabetes or, you know, they're working through um, a diagnosis with their baby, we have that information set up to go out in a way that's digestible because we know getting a diagnosis or having something happen with your health doesn't mean the rest of the world stops. 
And so in order to make that progress, it really takes that, that hand, hand holding. And so that's what, what our app provides, recognizing that dietitians are feeding experts and nutrition experts to tailor the information for those people according to evidence-based science, health, and wellness. Okay, so just to be selfish for a second, I have a need and a question. My son has eczema, like really, really bad eczema. And when he was a little baby, I took him to his pediatrician. And first, you know, I got a look that was like, you know, you should have brought him in earlier. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. And I have eczema and I didn't, you know, I don't know, I just put cream on it. And so first, I kind of experienced this like mom guilt where I was like, okay, I'm already not doing the right thing. Um, and then they told me that it was genetic and that he just has it because I have it. So then I had this additional guilt of, okay, great. He's experiencing discomfort because of me. And then, you know, I was just told to throw some aquaphor on it. And then years later now, we're four years down the line, I'm still getting kind of, you know, they don't mean to, but definitely like judged on my ability to care for it and not really given any treatment options other than like steroid cream, which, you know, I don't love putting on him all the time. And I have this idea, like, could it be a food allergy? Could it be something that he's dealing with? Yeah, so there's tons of conditions out there where thinking about food as medicine and starting there can be a way to address issues. Sometimes it's not the whole picture. But in my opinion, in what the healthcare system does not do well right now and is not encouraged to do so is start from that holistic approach, saying let's start with food, let's start with the natural processes before going to medicine, drugs, treatment, and we could have a whole conversation around why the healthcare system is built like that. That's too boring for this podcast. <laughs> um, but we're going in and we're saying, you know, dietitians provide what we call medical nutrition therapy. And therapy is in that term for a reason. It's therapy to say, you need that high touch. You know, yeah. I need to be able to text you. I need to be able to figure this out and work in camaraderie with you. But it's also therapy being like, we need to move through the rule outs. And we need to move through that knowing as much information as we can to do that. Diet is complicated. What is the real etiology of what's going on versus just the diagnosis? Because a diagnosis isn't necessarily a cause. What are the common misconceptions or challenges that you've encountered working with families to improve these child feeding practices and, and even breastfeeding? Yeah, um, I think it comes down to a couple of different things. One, recognizing that environment and support from the environment is super important, and that can go either way. Uh, a pregnant person or a mom can have a really strong <laughs> social environment or family who has a lot of things and are very strong voiced about a lot of things then aren't necessarily up to date when it comes to evidence-based information. So Jewish or, mothers. <laughs> no comment. <Jack. laughs> or you have a mom who does not have the resources, is a single mom, is working and doesn't have any support to help her you know, focus on the things that could help improve, um, whether it's just general nutrition, emotional well-being, or some type of, of diagnosis. So I think that's one of the biggest things that Mother Fact does really well. We're not just a clinic. Here's the top three goals because I've listened to you for 60 minutes and I know that you eat cereal every morning because that's your favorite food in the world. And we're going to look at other areas to make that change. Mm. 
it is so high touch and personalized. And I mean, you and I have talked about this and both know that the day that mom becomes a mom, you know, she's a whole new person. And while she's going through all these physical changes, we're just trying to figure out who we are. And so having that high touch allows for you to kind of like hold on to the things that are really important to you and really like find yourself in the process because making some really big changes can be really challenging because there's already so much change happening within the experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know that in the United States, 80% of women start out breastfeeding and most of those women want to continue and 60% of us don't meet our feeding goals, whatever that is. That's a that's a problem when it comes to emotional well-being, health and wellness of infants and families. And so what I know as a practitioner that, yes, there are certainly reasons why that happens medically, but that's not the primary reason we're seeing those dips in those numbers. It's the confidence. It's the information. It's when they're getting information. I mean, granted, you get a new iPhone. They give you the iPhone right? And there's whole experience around it. I mean, you're big on branding. There's a whole experience that they want to feel, make you feel empowered about using it. Well, you're why doesn't that step happen? By step, the exactly. whole process. Why doesn't that happen when you need to keep a new human being alive and make decisions that are critical for the rest of your life? <laughs> I feel like this could be a Black Mirror episode using technical onboarding practices for parenting. <laughs> okay, when you go into labor, download this app and we're going to walk you through how to be a parent. <laughs> That's a business idea. Um, anybody's welcome to it. <laughs> on another note, you're a solo founder. So you've founded this business on your own and you've got these three kids who are awesome, by the way. Like, how do you actually manage your time and your emotions, you know, through balancing parenting and, and starting a company? Yeah, Um and it's never work-life balance. And recognizing you're never going to have a balance. I call it work-life flow. Mm. So it's like, how am I flowing from one thing to the next? And really recognizing the times in the day that are really important for me to center that. And so I recognized, and you, uh, <laughs> the whole TechStars team thinks I'm nuts, but I get up at like 3.30 in the morning because I need that time to get up and have a quiet cup of coffee and, you know, set up my goals for the day, maybe a little gratitude statements and get set up before the kids wake up. Because if I don't do that and they wake up and they're like, I want cereal. Oh, it's camp day. I need my shirt. When are we going to go to Waterworld? It's just like all of that ability to guide my flow goes out of the window. I mean, the rest of the day is just a shit show. I mean, I'm not going to say I have it all together, but totally. at least I'm you know, starting off that way and giving myself a chance. <laughs> I totally forgot about your 3.30 a.m. practice. I mean, you need a minute, right? Mommy needs a minute. Emily needs a minute. And she gets it at 3.30 a.m. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> it is really wild. It's all around habits. There are all these accounts on um, Instagram and TikTok, some of which I follow, too, who are influencing the way moms approach nutrition and feeding, and I'm wondering, you know, as a clinician, um, are there any call outs for us to note as we're consuming this information? Yeah, really good question. I think yesterday, the day before on our Instagram account um, at Mother Effect app, we did a lineup between the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian because it's super confusing. There is a difference. So any 
everybody can call themselves a nutritionist. Every dietitian is a nutritionist, but every nutritionist is not a dietitian. And just like when you have knee surgery and you need to go have physical therapy, you go see a physical therapist. You don't go find somebody who took 10 hours of courses on Instagram on how to do exercises because it's harmful. The same thing goes with nutrition. Then finding somebody who is credentialed like a registered dietitian where we have to do a master's degree, bachelor's degree, do an internship just like you know a doctor or a resident, um, and then keep up our credentials on the evidence-based information because we know from, oh, you can't introduce peanuts to your baby until they're two to now saying, you know, you should do the allergens, one of the first foods, the science changes because Mm -hmm. there's more and more evidence coming out every single day. And so it's our job. It's my job as a dietitian to keep up on that. Because like I said before, it is not your job as a parent to know that stuff. It's hard to know what is our job, you know, especially with these things and allergens being, you know, a big trigger point for me because I'm allergic to tree nuts. Um, And I was worried that stone would be too. But it's interesting, you know, you have to really look for those credentials because on Instagram, you know, some of my favorite accounts are uh, identified as nutritionists. And so it really makes me want to go in and, and dig a little bit deeper to figure out what their credentials are. I mean, you know, some of them are, you know, just talking about portion size and about like, you know, cutting food into pretty mm-hmm. shapes and things and how to make eating more fun for kids. Um, so that's one thing. But, you know, when it comes to providing this type of advice, which is, you know, on the line of like medical clinical advice, right? Like what to feed children. That's a really important. Which is really hard because everybody eats. Everybody eats, right? So it feels like something anybody can do. It feels like, and you know, when you are eating healthy, it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel empowered. And so I enjoy seeing people sharing that. I think it tips the line for us clinically And the reason why our business model is integrating into the healthcare system, because we should be a part of that. And we already are just not well enough. It takes too long. I mean, looking at the provider shortage for OBGYNs right now, you get a 20 minute appointment when you're eight months pregnant. When are they going to go over breastfeeding? What is the best place for moms to get trusted information around feeding, breastfeeding, lactation, and then even diet moving forward, both for themselves and their kids? Yeah. So um, pregnancy um, and really anything in nutrition, um, I'm licensed by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. So the website is eatright.org is a place to go for general information. There's actually an area on there that you can search for dietitians Hmm. who are available. Um, Other than that, you know, CDC, WHO, nothing that ends with dot io or (laughs) any of those you know really look at these pages because there's a ton of dietitians i know that have amazing blogs amazing blogs but you have to do that research to say like what is the credentials so it's rd or rdn is a dietitian ibclc is a lactation consultant which is the highest level of breastfeeding support now there's lactation counselors and educators that are also amazing at providing support but just like the physical therapist example there's different levels of qualifications to diagnose and really provide that that therapy um and so for lactation um areas to go um there's the leche league right um, there's baby cafe so babycafe.org is an area to go and there's baby cafes set up all across the united states where you can go to a breastfeeding group with 
other moms. And we're in New England, so I'm going to throw in, I'm the president of the Massachusetts Breastfeeding Coalition, and we host a site called zipmilk.org, Z-I-P milk.org. And that is an area for parents to go, and we're basically just a marketplace listing within certain states that we work with of all the lactation professionals, anywhere from like a WIC to a free breastfeeding group to actually like consultations with lactation consultants. Wow. I remember going to a breastfeeding group when Stone was an infant. um, And it was so helpful just to sit there and breastfeed alongside other moms. And I'll never forget, there was a mom with twins there. And I just watched her. And I was just mind blown. Isn't it amazing? Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm trying to like feed this one child and she's got one on each side and then she's swapping them and her schedule is like I asked her about it and she said she is breastfeeding 21 to 22 hours a day uh-huh. I mean <laughs> breastfeeding is more than a full-time job it is so much yeah. work okay all so much amazing and valuable information and so it's just so helpful to have a resource like you Let's take a minute to give some recommendations because that's what we do best at Hands Down. And I would love to know what is one product that you as a mom of three can't live without? The bento boxes. I think you had it on your blog the other day or newsletter. Um, Oh, yeah. I think I go through Oro is the company. They have lunch boxes and these boxes that are just three compartments. And as a busy mom at night, the last thing I want to do is pack a lunch. Okay, that's a goal for me. Mm -hmm. I have to fill these three compartments tonight because that's their core meal. So protein, fruit, vegetable, throw it in the fridge. And then in the morning, I'm like, okay, what are the snacks to fill it in? That's my cute thing right now. Even I love eating out of a bento box. (laughs) It's just fun. I'm personally so inspired by your work and love getting to call you my friend and colleague. And thank you for taking the time to come here and to talk to us today because I think we just all have so much to learn from you. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap on today's episode of Mommy Needs a Minute. Moms, if you're not subscribed to our email newsletter, also titled Mommy Needs a Minute, don't wait. It's a quick Happy hit to your inbox each week filled with great recs, moments of gratitude, and real slices of mom life. So follow the link uh, in the show notes to subscribe, and we'll get you that newsletter in your inbox. As always, if there's a topic you want us to cover or have thoughts to contribute, be sure to DM us on Instagram at handsdowntheapp or email us at hello at handsdown.shop. We'll feature real moms like you and Emily and me and our stories throughout the season. We have new episodes releasing every week, so we'll see you next time. And that's it for today's episode of Mommy Needs a Minute. I hope this brightens your day and gives you a moment of support in your life as a mom. Remember, you are not alone in this. And pop on over to Hands Down whenever you need a dose of mom friends and trusted recs And be sure to join us for our next episode where we'll continue to bring you more laughs and valuable insights into mom life. Until then, take care of yourself. And remember, you've got this. We've got this. Remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your mom friends. We have new episodes releasing every week, so be sure to check back for more. If there's a topic you want us to cover or have thoughts to contribute, be sure to DM us on Instagram at handsdowntheapp or email us at hello at handsdown.shop. 
We'll feature real moms like you and your stories throughout the season.